Psycho Steve presents. Guys and girls, this is Psycho Steve, and you're listening to my weekly podcast called Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow. And I'm very fortunate and blessed to have one of my favorite vocal gods, Mr. Michael Sweet. As he said, I spoke to him before starting recording my show. I could call him Mike or Michael or Mr. Sweet, or he said, never late to dinner. So, welcome to the show. You can call me whatever you want, man. Whatever you want. Right on. Even, even bro, bro or dude, I'm fine with. Right on. Or protein shake or potato chip or something like that. <laughs> Right on. So, first of all, just want to say congratulations on the new album, Goddamn Evil, correct? That's it, man. That's it. It's a tongue twister. Yeah. Mind twister. Mind twister, too. Right on. So, let's just start things off with the album consists of three out of the four original members. Now, we have a new family member of the band, Mr. Perry Richardson, who I did actually get the opportunity and was blessed to interview him a couple months ago. It was so funny because I've been playing your music from when I was on terrestrial radio, satellite radio, and now the podcast. And I mentioned it to people before you guys had even the press release. I said, you know what would be a great opportunity and who would be a great fit would be Perry because he has the look, he has the chops, the vocal, as well as the bass playing, and he also has the stage presence. He's the whole package. And next day, guess what? You guys announced it. So Perry has this ongoing nickname for me that he calls me Psychic Steve, not Psycho Steve, because I didn't even know that that was happening. You so. nailed it. You really did, man. And you know what's interesting is a few other people did too. Really? Uh, but but not many. I mean, a, a lot of people uh, were throwing out names like, you know, Rudy Sarzo and Deshaun um, McNabb and uh, James Lomenzo, you know, the, the obvious. Right. And, and, and we actually were talking to Sean. Wow. Mc, cool. Mc, McNabb. And, and, you know, we really respect all of those guys. Right. But Perry's name got brought up by our co-manager, Dave Rose, and once his name got brought up, the light went on, cool. and we felt we felt like, oh my gosh, yeah, perfect. And then I talked to him, to right. Mary, fell in love with him, his personality. Then we flew him out, and we auditioned him, and we all fell in love with his personality before we even heard him play or sing. We just felt like, wow, this guy's just a, a really nice guy, and just a really cool guy. And he brought a certain, a, a whole new like um, energy to the band, right? Uh, just just his presence and then we heard him play and we heard him sing and you know his playing is really solid and tight and then then his vocals he he's singing the high the high parts above Oz and just nailing them wow and really singing them out with great pitch and power and I don't personally I don't think our vocals have ever sounded so good nice we've been rehearsing for three days here at my house and every night we, we just start talking about how great everything is sounding and it's I think fans are going to love it. Well, the songs that I've played already and people have heard and seen the video, we absolutely love. So I can tell you that from my perspective, and I have a tremendous amount of uh, fans of yours. We have a lot of mutual friends. And even though the music business is huge, the circle is kind of small that, you know, uh, people tell me all the time, they're like, have you heard this song? And I said, "Um, have you listened to my podcast? Of course, 
I played it. I have a nine-year-old and a six-year-old, two little boys, a.k.a. my little wow. monsters. I'm a single dad, and my kids absolutely love it. They rock out to it, and my ex-wife rolls her eyes because she's into the pop stuff. And, you know, my my son now, he just turned nine last week, you know, got his first phone. And, of course, he downloads the app so he can listen to my show. And then he pairs the Bluetooth in my ex-wife's car, and he turns it up really loud and proud, and that makes me happy, of course. That's so great. You know, you got to raise them right with the right music. So, because, you know, today's generation are missing out of what yesterday was about. Well, you know, I think they are. There, there's a select few that aren't. And congrats, congratulations, by the way, Thank about, you. about your kids. That, that's great. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of people are missing out, and I think that's due to the fact, obviously, that it's not uh, overtaking the charts like it was in the 80s. Right. You know, rock ruled the charts and the airwaves, and it doesn't anymore. It's hip-hop and it's country and, and all this other stuff. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that it's still the best music in, in the world. Absolutely. You, you can't touch the performances and the musicianship and the music of hard rock and metal when it's done right. And, you know, some of these bands, like Priest just released a new album. I mean, come on, man. You listen to that album, and it's phenomenal. And and, and then you, you go listen to, uh, you know, a hip-hop album or a pop album, and yeah, the songs are good and everything, uh, but there's just something about the energy that translates uh, from and by uh, a really great metal album. Absolutely. Well, you know, people don't understand why I listen to that genre of music so much. I said, do you get, you know, take away the makeup, the hair, whatever, but you take the talent aspect that all of you guys have. That's why I do radio, besides telling you before that I have the perfect face for radio. If I had a quarter or even a tenth or a percent of the talent that you guys all have, it's it's just mind-boggling that what you guys can do. And I tell everybody, I'm like, you take the hip-hop, you take the country, the pop, where did it all evolve from? Rhythm and blues is really a slower version of rock and roll. Exactly, and you're absolutely right. And, and I think, sadly, people tend to forget that right. but it's it's the godfather man it's it's what started it all right. it really is and led to I mean basically country country music is just rock right now it is it's rock now it's not right. it's not country anymore it's not the country I grew up with I grew up my, my parents were country singers and my dad was a country writer he had a number one country song in 1978 right. and I, I know country classic country and today's country isn't even remotely close to classic country. Right. Um, and that's not to take anything away from today's country. I'm just saying, if you turn down the sound and you watch a lot of today's country bands, you'd swear that they're rock bands. Right. Well, look at Bon Jovi. He recorded that album, you know, with Jennifer Nettles and Sugarland and stuff like that. It's, I know. And Garth Brooks, he's a huge, you know, rock fan. He covered Kiss's Hard Luck Woman off of, pardon my language, Kiss My Ass, the tribute album, you know. And, and it's crazy. So. Exactly. And I mean, and that's okay. It's, it's flattering, actually. That, right. You know, a, a lot of the country bands, all the country bands, I should say, are really pulling from rock. Right. I they're pulling from their look. They're pulling from their sound. They're pulling from their shows. Right. The pyro, the pyro, and all this stuff, and that's flattering. Right, I agree. So I do have a couple questions. Getting back to your roots, you mentioned how your parents were, of course, 
country musicians. So, if you don't mind, if we can go back when you first started. I wanted to know, like, first of all, did you learn how to play guitar first, or did you sing first? Sing first. Right. But I wasn't real serious about singing. I learned how to play guitar first. Okay. My dad and mom bought me a guitar when I was five. Do you still have the guitar? I, I don't. Oh, okay. It was a real cheap little plastic uh, oh, okay. guitar you buy at Kmart, you know. Okay, but right it was still cool. Uh, and uh, my dad had a Gibson 12-string jumbo. Wow. And he, ta he taught me chords on that. And then, believe it or not, I started taking interest in bass because my dad played bass. Interesting. He had a Fender Jazz bass and a Fender Bassman amp. And I started playing bass, and we wound up putting together a band, my brother, myself, and another guitar player. And we entered a talent show when I was in third grade, and we won first place. Awesome. Back when they gave out awards uh, <laughs> in elementary schools. They don't do that anymore. There's no winners anymore, right? Right, I know. I see uh, it. But, but we won first place, so it was pretty cool. And um, we, uh, I was playing bass. And I've got pictures of it, and the bass was bigger than me. I had a bowl cut. I look like Mo from the Three Stooges. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Well, I lost my hair in a divorce. That's why also the name of the show is called Hair Today Gone Tomorrow. I'm a little follically challenged. <laughs> so. well, but man, I mean, you know, and then I, I went from bass back to guitar. Right. And, and, and then I started singing. Awesome. Uh, when I was 12 years old, my brother auditioned me. He was looking for a singer, and he auditioned me, and I could sing, and <laughs> I got the gig. Wow. And the, the rest is, is history. That's awesome. Pretty much. Nice. Okay. So since you and your brother work together in a band, do you guys actually, like, what are your extracurricular activities? Like, outside the band, do you guys actually hang out? We, we do, but I mean, the problem is, is Oz and Rob live in Las Vegas. Right. And you're in Massachusetts. I'm on the East Coast. Right. I'm, in, I'm outside of Boston. So it's not, you know, easy for us to just say, hey, let's get together. Right. Because uh, we're, you know, thousands of miles apart. But when we do tour, when we do record, we do hang out. Absolutely. I mean, we, uh, you know, run errands together, and go to music stores and go get coffee together and go eat together and uh, do all that cool stuff and hang out at night and talk and watch TV and have a drink and chill. And uh, But, you know, we just live so far apart that it's not like the old days where we could really every day hang together because we did back in the past. Right. All right. And speaking of all of you living in all different places, when you recorded this new album and everything, since they both live over there, you live over here, and uh, whoever recorded the bass tracks, was that you or... No, that was not me. That was a, a gentleman by the name of John O'Boyle. Okay. And the reason reason why John tracked the bass, well, he's a great bass player. And he played on my last solo album as well. But Perry had some dates to fulfill with Craig Morgan. We were already in pre-production gotcha. just a week or so away from going in to record. Right. And it, it just wasn't in the cards the way the scheduling worked out uh, for Perry to play on the album. Okay. But so how do you do it now? since do you guys all get together for like a couple of weeks or a month to say okay I wrote this part you wrote this part and do you email each other parts and then you say okay no. let's get together no. and just record it no the way it, it's 
always worked is usually, you know, I'll, I'll write most of the stuff. Right. And the, guy, the guys come out, uh, and, and then we'll learn everything. Okay. Uh, on occasion, some other ideas are submitted or whatever that will work great with the album, and we'll go we'll around with that. But for the most part, you know, I'll write most of the stuff and just kind of arrange it 95%. And then when they come out, we fine-tune it, make a few little changes here and there. And then we go in and we record. Sweet. Okay. All right. So besides the new stuff that you're going to be playing on the new tour, of course, are you going to be playing stuff that you haven't played out live at all or just in a long time? What can we expect? Because I saw you put on your striper.com a set list. Now, I told people that might just be a teaser. I'll tell you what I did. I put that set list up and that was, I think it was like 35 songs. Right. And that's not the set list itself. That's songs that we're going to draw from over the next, over the next two and a half months. Okay. So, but I can tell you this, we have quite a few of the classics in the set list, of course. Right. We've got right now four new songs in the set list. Cool. And we're going to add a fifth in the next few weeks. Right. And then we're going to rotate that fifth song. That's the plan, anyway, with other new songs from the album. So we, cool. we're going to try to eventually get through most of the album. Right. You know, from night to night. Uh, we've got a couple other songs that we've never played live. Uh, there's a song called Big Screen Lies from Fallen. Okay. Um, you know, that's in there. That's really cool. So it, it's going to be a set list that feels different uh, just by the new songs alone and a few other songs that we added. Uh, it's the longest set list we've ever done. It's probably an hour and 45 minutes long. Wow. Like that. Yeah. So it's uh, it's pretty cool, man. We're, we're excited about it. It's going to be fun. Gotcha. So is there a favorite place that you've played out live? Oh my gosh, it's always hard to pick a favorite because, you know, it's every place is awesome. Right. Literally. I should say almost every place is awesome. Sometimes there's places that are like, oh, that wasn't so great. <laughs> okay. But most, most places are awesome. Um, but there are some that really stand out. You know, whenever we play certain markets, like when we go to Texas, it always stands out. LA, it always stands out. Uh, New York, it always stands out. Boston, it always stands out uh, and there's reasons why those are really our stomping grounds right you know where we began we go to Puerto Rico it always stands out we go to Japan it always stands out Spain it always stands out uh, it, and it's just because of an energy in those places right you know the energy goes from 7 or 8 to to 11. I hear you. Okay. That makes cool sense. You know, you totally. know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, I've been, I've been very blessed and fortunate to travel a lot in my previous, before I became dad, I, I, I tour managed for several bands and stuff like that. So, you know, certain band members said this is their favorite place to play and they right. have more energy from other places and it's all about, the, you know. Exactly. I mean, and, you know, when you go, you, you can't deny when you, when you play a club of, you know, 500 people, right. there is a, a great amount of energy, but it's a different type of energy. And then when you go to Puerto Rico and you play to 5,000 people, right. it's a whole different type, level of energy. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. So, so it, it just, it just, it's, it's apples and oranges. I gotcha. All right. So with the new tour and everything, do we have a certain band that's going to be doing direct support or you just pull people from each town from town you play? Usually that's uh, up to and based on the buyer's decision, uh, the promoter, right. the, club, the club owner. 
a lot of times those guys want to pull local bands because the local bands uh, will go out and help sell tickets or draw their crowd or, you know, there's re- specific reasons why they like to do that. Gotcha. Um, and when, once we step into the, the theater and the arena uh, area, right? you know, a lot of times that winds up being a band's decision or management's decision. Right. And, and you can choose from any band you want pretty much. Cool. That's affordable. Uh, so it's, it's just determined by where you're playing. But for the most part, we're probably going to be looking at a lot of local openers. But I tell you, man, some of the best bands I've seen have been a local openers. Yeah, I'm quite impressed with some of the bands that you've had on your previous, like, I saw you guys, uh, and you've performed with uh, Mariah for Micah. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. She's a little firecracker. She's she's so good. Absolutely. And that's what I'm talking about. When you have someone like Mariah opening, I mean, you're not going to find a better opener. Yeah. You know, it's and, just not going to happen. And Scott Dunbar, you know. Scotty Dunbar's opened before. Yeah. For me, for me uh, we've had got so many good uh, local openers. On the last Striper Tour, we had a great band called Millennial Rain in, in the Texas area. And they reminded me a lot of Queens Rike. They were really good, man. Right. Uh, so, yeah, there's some great ones out there. Cool. All right. Um, now, I'm a bit of a car enthusiast. I used to be in the car business as well because it's doing voiceovers for car franchises. They actually hired me to be like a salesman or a sales manager. And right. So, what kind of car do you drive? Believe it or not, I drive a Lexus. Nice. Are you a car or a truck guy? Uh, It's a little IS. Okay. A little four-door sporty uh, coupe, you know. And uh, my my wife drives uh, a Lexus as well, and she drives an SUV, and then we swap them out. Uh, You know, if I'm in an SUV mode, I'll drive her car, and then she'll drive the the little sporty car. So uh, I never was a Lexus guy, but... We just figured, like, you know, they're probably the most reliable cars on the road, at least according to Consumer Reports, and right we're driving Lexuses now, so. Awesome. So what's in your CD player right now? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, well, I take that back. In the car, I think there's a Striper disc. I think okay. it's a new album, to okay. be honest. Okay, that's cool. All right. And uh, usually when we record a new album, I live with it for a couple months after we record it, and, uh, I don't listen to it every day, but right. when I do listen or turn the CD player on, I'll, it'll be a strike problem until I get burnt out on that and I, I'll listen to something else. Uh, but yeah, man, I've been really just taking in the album and uh, listening to all the little things that didn't jump out to me before. Right. You know, and it, it's kind of cool. And just getting excited about release day, which is today. Uh, and it's exciting times, man. All right. All right. Um, speaking of exciting times and listening to music, is there any bands today out there that you're like, holy cow, these guys are, or girls are incredible and like, stick oh, out man, that dude, you listen to? I'll tell you, I, uh, there's, there's so many bands. I mean, I'm a big Foo Fighters guy. Cool. All right. And they've, they've been around for a while, but right. you know, they, they stay relevant and just release great stuff. And I just love their, their approach. I agree. Of simplicity. Right. And power. Nice. Um, I'm a big uh, Muse fan. Awesome. Okay. Very talented uh, band there, too. Very technical, I love, very I progressive. Love Muse. They, they pull in flavors of a lot 
lot of bands that I, I dig, from the Beatles to Queen to, you know, it, it got this really cool thing going on. I love how, how they are able to capture that. It's very cool. In terms of uh, new bands, I, I, I really dig uh, Five Finger as well, man. I... Uh, I love the guitar player, man, Jason. I, you know, I think he's just a killer player, man. Did and, you see that uh, movie he was in? Did you watch yes, Hired Gun? Yes. Incredible. I thought he stole, he stole the show for sure. Absolutely. I, I didn't yeah, even realize it until he mentioned it, that you know, because they don't get the recognition, and they should, that he was on this album and this album. I'm like, wow. And I have those albums, and I usually am pretty good because people call me the Wikipedia or the Encyclopedia of Rock and Metal, but I also do have like a softer, schmaltzy side of me that I'll throw on Toto or Lionel Richie or Michael of Jackson. Course. You know, uh, Of course. When I do too. Right I, I love I love that stuff. But man, I was really impressed with Jason. I mean, he's standing there next to Phil X. Yeah. Playing, you know, who's no slouch. Okay. It's stealing the show, in my opinion. Right. There, there's something about his tone and his delivery and, and his style is so clean. Right. Uh, and right down my alley. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. But, you know, I listen to a lot of stuff, man. I, I'm all over the board. Um, I grew up on Priest and Maiden, Van Halen, Journey. Right. Um, that, that's what I really cut my teeth on is that Ozzy Osbourne, gotcha. Randy. I'm a big Randy and Eddie fan. I wonder why. Because uh, one of your guitars happened to be a Randy Rhodes guitar, coincidentally. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm a huge Rhodes fan and Randy fan, and I'm a huge Van Halen fan. And I, I mean, I don't play anywhere near the level that those guys played at, but uh, I, you know, I, I love them. Right they're, they're they're great players, and I, I just do my thing. But uh, I, I appreciate all types of music. That's why you hear on Striper albums the heavy side, right. and that's why you hear the lighter side because we listen to both. Right on. Okay. Uh, speaking of playing out and everything like that, has there been a time that when you've met a certain artist like you've always looked up to and you were like kind of starstruck and you're like like a Wayne's World moment and said we're not worthy kind of thing? Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think a few of them. Um, when I met Billy Idol, okay, uh, he came into the studio when I was recording my Truth album. He was friends with the uh, the uh, CEO of the label and uh, and also the uh, engineer. And he came in and hung out for a while. And I was kind of sitting there like, "Wow, this is <laughs> one of those this is one of those moments." When I met uh, Tom Scholz and I was in Boston, right? Every night on stage was a pinch me moment. Right, that's very and cool. And next to Tom Scholz, one of my one of my heroes, you know, that album really, really was probably my first, uh, the first album I bought and one of my favorite albums of all time. Huh. Uh, you know, guys like, uh, oh man, who else? Uh, Tony Iommi. Okay, very cool. I met him. Um, God, man. Uh, so many, dude. I, I mean, I, I, I get starstruck, too. I just, I'm not one of those guys that runs up to him and says, hey, can I get a photo, can I get an autograph, you know? Right. I kind of stay silently to the sides and try to be polite about it, you know? I hear you. All right. Uh, speaking of all these musicians that you have met, is there anyone that you haven't recorded with and that you would like to, say, put it on your bucket list to be like, you know what, I can give a call to Eddie, or even Billy Idol, and say, hey, Billy, would you like to record something with me? I tell you, man, I, 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 my 
my goal, my not my goal. I, that's ridiculous. My my dream right. would be to uh, record something with Van Halen. Awesome. Uh, even if it's a song, you know. Like, now, are we talking Sammy, or are we talking Dave, or are we talking just members of the band, like Michael Anthony, or are we talking the whole band collectively? Well, just just Van Halen, okay. whatever lineup it is. Okay. As long as Eddie's in there. Cool. And um, and just record a song with the man because I mean that's probably my biggest influence. Right on. Okay. Of all time, musically, and it would be such a like a, a kid in a candy store thrill to record with them or just perform with them. Go up if they ever performed and go up on stage and do a song with them or whatever. Closest thing I just came to was I did a song with Atomic Punks on the Monsters of Rock cruise. Awesome. And, and that felt close. <laughs> <laughs> Great band. It was pretty amazing. It was fun, man. Those guys, those guys sound just like Van Halen. It, it's uncanny. Well, it, two of the members, uh, former members of the band, were Steel Panther. Right. Right. Satchel and Ralph, or I should say, Michael Diamond, uh, were Atomic Punks, I believe. Right. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, they they were so good, dude. I mean, and, and you sit and listen to them do these songs, and from the guitar tone to just the way they deliver everything, you close your eyes, you think it's Van Halen. Amazing. Absolutely. All right. So, a couple more questions because I know you're quite busy and you still need to wake up and finish your first cup of Joe. Uh, any rituals you have before a show besides, of course, prayer? But do you do anything like warm up exercises? Um, you know what? Yeah. I don't warm up as much as I should, but when I do, I'm glad I did. Okay. Uh, I drink a lot of throat coat uh, for my voice and try to just kind of uh, wind down and decompress in terms of stress. Right. You know, I find that when I'm stressed out, I don't sing as good. And when I'm less stressed out, I sing better. Awesome. And it really affects my voice. But, yeah, I just try to keep a clear head, man, and, you know, uh, to keep a good attitude and, and, and go out there and have fun. That's what it's about, right? Absolutely. Speaking of fun, do you sing in the shower? You know, on occasion I do, but usually I'm a, I'm a get in and get out kind of guy. Okay, because a lot of people wanted me to ask you that. I had a couple fans email me and say, you know, Psycho, if you don't mind asking him a couple questions. Like your album a couple of years ago, you did, um, was it, I'm thinking of the name of the album. It had, um, let me see, it's 95, was it? 96? Or 2002, I'm thinking. Was it Fallen? Yeah, I think it was. Oh. Fallen, Fallen came out, you mean, just a few years ago. Fallen yeah. came out prior to this. Right, and then the album before that, it sounds corny to say, but uh, it was you, Oz, Rob, and I think it was Tracy on bass. Yeah, that was Murder by Pride and uh, Reborn. Reborn. Was that supposed to be a solo album of yours, and then it was made into a Striper album? That was a solo album, man. Okay. And, uh, it was, it, you know, it was supposed to get released as a solo album, and then we started doing Striper shows, and I, I played it for the guys, and they loved it, and that, that was really the only way to do a Striper album at that time quickly, yeah. so it got turned into a Striper album. Aha, okay. So, all right, here's another question. When you're listening to the radio, if you do listen to terrestrial or satellite radio, uh, is there a song, like, for example, that they happen to play of yours, and you hear it, you're just like, oh, and roll your eyes, and do you keep it on, or do you change the channel? Oh, man. Uh, I usually... 
usually we'll keep it on, you know, songs like To Hell with the Devil or Soldiers or right. Free or whatever, you know, the classics. Right. There are some songs that, you know, might come on that I'll, I'll change. Wow. Okay. Right for songs that I hear on the radio or that I, um, as I'm listening to an old album or something, you know, once in a blue mood, I'll, I'll throw in a Stripe Round particular album or whatever, and there are some skippers for me, absolutely. Okay, cool. Songs that I just hit, I hit skip on and go to the next song. Oh, yeah. Wow, okay, interesting. All right, uh, as far as in your guitar collection, how many guitars do you own? Oh, man, I used to own, over the years, if you took them all, all the ones I owned from the time I first bought my first guitar, you're talking about probably easily over 100. Okay. Easily. Right. Uh, Right now, I think I'm at about like 26 or 7. Right. Um, I always stay in about that that area. Okay. Between 25 and 30 is where I usually stay at. Uh, Start getting more than that, it's just ridiculous, man. Even more than 20 is kind of ridiculous. Because there's only only a few go-to guitars, you know, three or four. Right. I was just about to ask you, with all your endorsements, you know, I'm sure like guitar companies were like, hey, try our guitar out and, you know, use it for a song or use it for a tour or just even a promo shot or a video, you know. Yeah, it's, it's... There's certain ones. My Washburns are my go-to guitars for for Striper and Live. Absolutely, gotcha. Uh, they're great. I love them. When I when I'm recording, you know, uh, I have a couple guitars that I will take with me that I use right. often. I've got a PRS that was made custom made for me, um, black with the yellow racing stripe down the middle. Um, I just got a Les Paul Scorpion uh, that's black with a racing stripe down the middle as well. Right on. Uh, and uh, those are two really great guitars, man. They they just they feel great, they sound great, they play great. Uh, they're they're old faithfuls, you know. They won't let you down. Nice. Um, and, and there's just and that's about it. I mean, and I've got my PRSs that I played with Boston, my Miras. Right. Uh, and you know, I played one in particular for the entire tour, and that was my main guitar. So that's a go-to guitar as well. Okay. So anything on the journey after, of course, albums releasing. The tour, then what are you going to do? Take a little break, then another solo album, or get back into doing another Striper album? Uh, I think probably tour this year, then I'm going to start writing with Joel Holstra for an album we're going to do together. Awesome. Uh, and we're going to work on that, and the plans are to record it, uh, to start recording it uh, next year, cool. early next year. And then I've been talking to Joe at Rat Pack about another solo album. Uh, we've got a Striper acoustic album album that's uh, got to be mixed that we'll release maybe the end of this year. Cool. We're working on a documentary that we started on uh, a few months ago. That'll be worked on for two years or so. That's going to be crazy. That's awesome. Um, and then also another Sweet Lynch album that'll probably begin uh, the latter part of next year. Now, who's going to be playing besides you and, of course, you know, Mr. Lynch? Who? That's like- a good question. I mean, I, I would love to have James again. Uh, you know, hopefully Brian again as well. The problem is everybody's so busy; it's hard to pinpoint everything and, and get the exact same lineup. But I would love to have the same lineup. Cool. Great. And then you think you might tour for that? You know what? That'd be awesome. That'd be really awesome. Be, we haven't been able to make that happen, but it would be so great. I think, honestly, I think it would be a great show. Absolutely. Well, if you need help booking it, you know, you got me yeah. on the side. 
you know, I'll definitely mention it to the people at the Pony or there's quite a few other venues, even though vendors are dwindling, unfortunately, all yeah, over the place. I know, man. And absolutely, I will let you know. And we, it's something we want to do and we talked about, but it just hasn't happened yet. Okay, right on. And also that goes for your solo stuff. If you need help getting that word out and everything like that, because I definitely would love to have you come on again, promote whatever you have from striper related or non-striper related. You always have a seat here. So, well, brother, that's very kind of you. I no appreciate problem. that. I might take you up on that someday soon. Okay? Absolutely, please do. Uh, and then, last but not least, I just want to ask you um, for all the up and coming bands and musicians out there. Do you have any advice for them? Oh man, just you know, right from the heart and right with passion. Don't listen to outside influence because it's art. And work hard, play hard, practice hard, and you know you can't go wrong if you're doing all of the above. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna get better and better and better, uh, and just keep trying to get better because we never stop learning, we never stop growing as musicians. Uh, and you know, stay focused, stay positive, and just keep keep doing. It. Awesome. All right, and then last but not least, uh, I just wanted to say thank you on behalf of uh, the fan, many many fans you have out there, and taking the time. I know it's just been a little chaotic of getting this scheduled, but we finally made it happen. So thank you, thank um, you, brother. I appreciate it, man. You know? uh, very, very kind of you to take the time for me as well, and uh, thank you for supporting what we're doing. Okay. Oh, absolutely, and keep doing the amazing thing that you do and do so well. Um, thank you very, very much. And then All right, brother. We will be definitely in touch. Uh, I will see you on May eighth and May 9th. And I'm looking forward to it, man. I'll be looking for you, and uh, thank you for everything. God bless you, my friend. God bless you as well. And like I said, keep kicking ass and send my love to the rest of the fam and band, okay? We will. We'll do. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for the time. Take care. Bye-bye. Psycho Steve presents...